Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. Steve Walsh is my co-host. Hello. Steve, do you want to introduce today's guest? Because I'm not 100% sure who she is. <laughs> Amazing. Today we're joined by Sarah Broadhurst, an archivist who has dug up some information about the history of the railways in South London. Right, that is impressive. And what are we, what are we going to do now then? We're going to retrace the route of one of the original railways in South London. We're going to travel from where we are now, West Croydon, through South London, till we get to London Bridge. Right, are we going to walk the tracks, Stand By Me style? <laughs> Do you want to see a dead body? We're going to be following the route of the London and Croydon Railway. The route started here in West Croydon, and the line followed the path of the Croydon Canal, which was closed down, it was failing as a business venture, by the government. An act of parliament was enacted to close down the canal. That's well, how bad it was. Yes, well, you imagine like the people who own the business eventually sort of go, this is done. Well, they don't own the canals, did they? Fill the canal in. This is what governments are for. <laughs> and they did. But because obviously you've got this line that points towards London that's filled in with concrete. Put a, put a railway on it. Put a train on it. Put a railway on it. Put a train on that. You saw it. So West Croydon Station originally was the location of the Croydon Basin of the canal. So this was essentially a huge mass of water that got filled in. It's, it's raining today, so you know there's an It could happen that. again. Yeah, it's it's not quite well, not quite there, but it is very wet. Yeah, there's a big puddle outside Greg's, so it's close as we're coming today. How did you find out about the London Croydon Railway, Sarah? Uh, well, Jack, I was at work and... Uh, archiving. Archiving. Charming. Yes. <laughs> Is that out of your system now? No, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, it's nice. I'm thinking I should get my business cards changed. Yeah. Sarah Broadhurst, Charming Archivist. Charming Archivist. Um, it's a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it that, that's it. That's what I'm, I'm leaving now to go. This is the there. show, Jerry. That's the show. Um, yeah, I was at work and we've got lots of... Uh, I work at a uh, engineering institution... We got a lot of stuff to do with railways, and I was just looking, looking through the old books, and I found this one, and it was like history of London railways, and I was like, I'm gonna flick through, and I was like, ah, oh, London and Croydon. That sounds like South London. That sounds like South London hardcore. I just thought it sounded quite interesting, you know. Um, not the first one in London, of course. No. Um, in South London, rather. But we'll get to that. But we will get to that. Um, but I think interesting because a lot of different things happen to it. It is a thing where, as you say, it's not the earliest railway in South London, but the way, the approach they took to it in terms of how they constructed it and put it together and other innovations they come up with yeah. in the process is, is very interesting. And then, as you say, looking around this subject, you do learn about the earliest railway lines in South London. And then you're talking about industrial innovation on a global scale taking place in South London. Also, I opened the book and it said Annalee, so I thought it should tell Steve. I shut it. I was like, I hate all people from there. (laughs) Well, this will be the closest we've come to recording near my house, I realised. That will be five minutes from my house. Probably done about 30 episodes in your house. (laughs) (laughs) But I would argue if we're sitting in my front room talking about David Bowie. I'd say that's near your house. It's near my house, but it's not so much about my house. Like the closest we've we've come to is a David Bowie thing, actually, where uh, 
the what's the song? Haddon Hall, wasn't it? Oh well, it was the uh, memories of a free festival. Yeah, yeah, which took place like fifteen minutes from ours. But this is going to be even closer. We're on the train. It's uh, a it's South Depot. Look at that. That's a unit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work in an audio podcast. Does That's it? a unit. I don't think that unit. would work That's in any unit. format, Steve. You <laughs> point at a, a train. It's giant. Bit. It's giant. Look at the size. A train depot. I'm going. That's a unit. <laughs> What's the best medium for that? <laughs> Braille. <laughs> Braille. Definitely Braille. Yeah, this is. Uh, what is this? The southeastern. Train. We are now approaching Norwood Junction. Boom! Yeah, that's what we want to not talk over those. <laughs> so we're at Norwood Junction Station. Not always called that. Originally known as the Jolly Sailor. What? Yeah. Well, the station. Yeah. The station was called originally the Jolly Sailor, Jolly Sailor by Beulah Spa. Why? Was there a pub of that name? There was a pub of that name. Jeez. It's another example of a South London place name coming from a boozer. It's still there as well, the Jolly yeah. Sailor. Um, I think it's um, essentially a Crystal Palace pub, but welcomes away fans on match days, which is nice. Right, well, because otherwise they wouldn't fill it up, you mean? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. There you go, slag off local teams. Yeah. <laughs> so London Road Railway established themselves in 1839. By 1844, they decide to expand their horizons. They've got a new way of powering trains. Horses, is it? Horses and badgers. <laughs> <laughs> don't say badger when you badgers. look at this. We don't need those thinking badgers. <laughs> I think you'll find um, The atmospheric pressure railway so train, how does that work well I'm no engineer Jack but there's but you do work at I, I am an architect. Oh, I am <laughs> they've got big they've got big pipes underneath the uh, railways they've got pumping houses in fact maybe I can read a bit which will make it sound better yeah read a bit yeah <laughs> so an atmospheric pressure railway uses air pressure I'm this all computer now <laughs> to provide Powerful propulsion. So they've got like a, a pneumatic tube, and that's between the rails, and then it kind of powers it along. So this is unhelpful because I'm showing you both a picture. But you see how it's got like a. Like when you blow a. Yeah, what's it like? Like blow football. Yeah, like blow yeah. football. But on a. Or like a super soaker. Yeah. Yeah. Like where you pump yeah. you pump build, action. Up, you build up the air pressure, then you release it. Then you release and it. that creates energy mm. to uh, propel something. But it was. It's to do with the extension that we were building, which is relevant to this, going all the way up to London Bridge. Um, but it just, it ran over cost, and they kind of spent years building it, and by about 1847, they were just like, nah. They sold all the equipment. They really... Uh, Lost a lot of money. They really, right? yeah. I mean, this, this whole railway is like an incredible overspend. But they're just... Yeah, they never really recovered from the they initial start-up costs. No. That was the, the whole story of it as an they, operation. They thought big. They thought big and they wasted money. Too big. Too big. Um, but it's one of one of the earliest ones in the world. I think it's second. I think the first one was... The first atmospheric railway was Dalkey. Dalkey. In uh, du- County Dublin yeah. in Ireland. And it's odd because I don't imagine Dublin as being no, uh, just a massive... the people riding on the backs of pigs, don't you? <laughs> Don't you? Uh, <laughs> Don't you? Um, yeah, it was meant to cost, uh, the railway was meant to cost £180,000, um, and in the end, 
£615,160. That is going over budget. If that was Homes Under the Hammer, they would have gone well <laughs> over their top limit. <laughs> Wembley Stadium of its day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and you get the feeling the atmospheric railway was supposed to be a way to, to fix that, to yeah. sort of find a cheaper solution. So they build a whole new set of rails, they build two pumping stations in Croydon and in Norwood, which are supposed to produce uh, huge amounts of pressure to fire these trains around. They realise that the lines that they need for the atmospheric rail to run on aren't compatible with the lines that they've laid for the steam railway. Yeah. So there's a point to the south of where we're sitting now in Norwood Junction, or at the time, Jolly Sailor at Beulah Spa, where they had to build a flyover for the tracks to pass over one another without colliding. And that was the world's first flyover. First flyover. When you say the world's first flyover, you mean footbridge over a railway? No, the first time... Car bridge over a railway? No, it's it's a line for the atmospheric railway to pass over the steam railway. Oh, right. Because the pipe was so big that they couldn't, like... see, yeah. They can't accommodate it alongside the existing rails. So, yeah, they had to innovate and create the idea of a flyover, which you can still see to this day. Just to the south of Norwood Junction. Yeah. I mean, don't go and look at it. Obviously, it's nothing. That's a flyover, isn't it? But, if, but you if, you're, if you're in the area, you could. Mm. If you're, you know, if you're, on the, if you're on the train from going from West Norwood to yeah, Norwood Junction, keep an eye Do keep yeah. an eye out. <laughs> uh, Norwood Junction also immortalised in fiction. It's the station that the villain Jonas Oldacre takes his train to London Bridge in the Sherlock Holmes story, The Adventure of the Norwood Builder. Oh right. We'll have to go back to that when we do our Sherlock Holmes episodes, Steve, won't we? Was that actually right. a real one? Did you just make that up? Norway it sounds Builder. like... The, the adventure Norway Builder and Jonas Oldacre both sound like very made-up things. Yes, but they, well, they, and were. they were. They were. They <laughs> were. Just made up by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. We've alighted. We are lit. What's the, what's the correct... We got off the train at... Uh, <laughs> Annerley. And now we've uh, come down Annerley Road and turned into the park. What's the park called? Betts Park. And we're standing beside a short length of canal, Steve. Yeah, the only remaining part of the Croydon Canal. Croydon Canal ran from West Croydon to New Cross, in terms of our concerns in South London. Um, Slightly off of West Croydon Basin, went along Croydon Common to Norwood Wharf, Norwood Reservoir, Betts Park, which is where we are now, carried on in Anley Tea Rooms, Penge Wharf, Sydenham Reservoir, Dakers Wood, Honour Oak, Broccoli Cross, New Cross Lock, New Cross Gate, and then hit the Grand Surrey Canal. Is the idea, Steve, that people listen to this while they take this journey? That would be nice. Yeah, that could work. They might want to do it when it's not raining. Nah. So no, I'm quite into, like, you know, retracing lines. That floats my boat. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, have you been on the one up in... Well, I don't it's North London. But, you know, Crouch, Crouch, Crouch End... And it's like the old railway tracks that you can walk along. Oh, right, oh. nice. It's nice, nice yeah, day yeah. out. Yeah. Get yourself a cake. You get yourself a cake from the Happening Bagel Bakery. And then you could... Oh, uh, not even show sponsors. That's what Steve hates yeah. about North London. I got, uh, at the beginning of our journey, I got a latte and a iced donut from Greg's. So nice latte we, as well. That's how it? we do. So we've skipped over Penge West and Sydenham. We've travelled through, Steve. We've travelled through, yeah. But we haven't 
jumped off the train to sort of look at anything or talk about anything because it's not really anything. I've, I did have a look, you know. Uh, they're logistical. They're there to get you from A to B. There's not really much to sort of jump off. Unlike all the other train stations. <laughs> we saw a canal. A bit of a canal. Well, they're more of a foil. And Forest Hill, I mean, we've got off here. It might be a wild goose chase. But there are rumours that a plaque was put up at this station to commemorate a visit by Frank Bruno. The plaque has been stolen, but I'm hoping we can have a look round and try and find some evidence of like a prized off plaque or maybe talk to some station staff. And just confirm or deny the existence of a plaque ever because Frank Bruno's from South London. We talked about him on our boxing episode with Hassan. Wonderful if you've got four hours to spare in a vacant just in boxing. But you can't help feeling that... What's it, why would he visit that would deserve a plaque? What is he just passing through and they were like so impressed they put a plaque up? Was it was there like a station refurbishment and they thought, get Frank Bruno, he can reopen the station for us? I mean, maybe it was just a really like a really good visit. Yeah, that was it. Maybe it was just him just changing trains and they were like the elegance. He didn't have a bout in yeah. Forest Hill. I don't know. Maybe this is what we need to this is why we need the plaque. He could have said something really pithy. Remember once we I used to work at the Natural History Museum and uh, a day I wasn't in Mr. T came in to look at the Darwin exhibition that they had on at the time, and allegedly, according to one of my colleagues, he said, I love this Darwin. I think he used to say, uh, Pity the Dodo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, should we have a look round? Yes. Right, so we gave up with that pretty quickly. Yeah, no, Joy, you did spot clear evidence of discoloration on the wall that was definitely the marks left by a plaque that's been removed. It was huge, wasn't it? We're jumping on and off of southern trains and London overground trains. Yeah, neither train fully traces the path of the line. The next station is Honor Oak Park. Yeah, anywhere, anything at Honor Oak Park, Steve? Honor Oak Park, not only is there nothing there, wasn't even part of the original line. So we can come Just talk our way through it. Can I take this opportunity to direct them to southlondonhardcore.com and remind them that we have over 100 episodes on there they can listen to also on iTunes and also we've got details of the Monsieur Non competition uh, design a t-shirt with Monsieur Non on it or something around the Monsieur Non theme there's plenty of other t-shirts already available southernhardcore.spreadshirt.co.uk get stuck in represent so the oldest railway in South London was the London and Greenwich Railway which ran kind of the opposite way to this one so like London Bridge and it went down to Greenwich like through uh, Deptford yeah Deptford Bermondsey and you can see some more of it there there's a really good oh I forgot what it's called but I'll uh, you can you can maybe put the link up when you do this this is Cabby who did like um, a really really in-depth walk of that railway which is partly what made me think that maybe we should do this and ride some trains um, but there's um there's quite a lot of bits of that still intact. Yeah, Owen Pomery, friend of the show, an artist in residence, spotted a plaque in Spa Road in Bermondsey, which is part of the legacy of the London Greenwich Railway, where when the railway first opened in 1836, it only ran from Deptford to Spa Road. They hadn't built the line all the way to Greenwich and they hadn't built the way the line all the way to London Bridge. So initially it ran from Deptford through Corbett's Lane, Bricklayer's Arms, Southwark Park, up to Spa Road. So Spa Road is the first railway terminus in London. 
by virtue of the fact that the London Road Railway is also the first passenger railway in yes. London, the first steam railway in London. It's got them all. And the first elevated railway in the world. Oh, right, where was it elevated? Um, all the way, pretty much. You from can... Greenwich right. oh, all the way nice, up yeah. to London Bridge. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about with the London and Croydon Railway, the existence the of the canal is London Bridge. meant that there was already a, a straight line pretty much pointing from Croydon to New Cross. So it was a simple matter to build a railway on that space uh, in land that's already cleared. Clearing land for a railway generally is obviously incredibly difficult, incredibly expensive. So instead, for London Road Railway, the idea was that they would build a viaduct to carry the line from Greenwich to London Bridge. Some of which you still can see, <coughs> I think, down by uh, down by South Bermondsey. Yeah, there's still remnants Cor- of it. Because Lane it yeah. still, still yeah. exists and you can still see a bit of it. And I'd imagine the plaque that the Spa Road Memorial sits on is, is, is on the wall of part of the viaduct. Yeah. So the viaduct itself is made up of 851 semicircular arches, 27 of which are skew arches. What is a skew arch, Steve? I was going to say, Sarah, you're an archivist <laughs> uh, and mechanical engineering. Uh, I don't actually know what a skew arch is. All right, luckily, I did check, because I didn't know. I'd never heard one. But basically, it's just... Is it uh, an arch at an odd angle? It is an arch at an odd angle, yeah. Like, most, all, all the other arches are uh, straight arch on. Shaped. Yeah, straight on. And it, if you need to like, go around corners, and you will do, if you're building a viaduct across South London, you will need to skew a little bit. The viaduct is made up of 60 million bricks. It took 400 navvies to lay it, and they were laying, on average, 100,000 bricks a day. It affected other building projects in London. Basically, nothing else could get built in London, so this viaduct was done. They just had a standing order for any bricks. Have you got any bricks? Yes, we'll take them. They had other issues with the construction. Blackish, peatish subsoil, not ideal. No, not solid. Not solid. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the natural gradient of the Thames Valley. You know, going from less so with Greenwich. You know, you're not quite getting out to Annerley and uh, Crystal Palace, but you've still got to deal with a slope. It ended up costing them a lot more money than they thought it was going to. But again, forced more innovation as well because they had to use concrete to create foundations. So, you know, again, one of the first uses of that industrially. The two companies, you know, were competing, London and Greenwich Railway and London and Croydon Railway were not were not the same company. Yeah, London and Croydon Railway obviously wanted to go all the way from West Croydon to London Bridge, but only had the line up to New Cross Gate. So that after that point they basically linked with the pre-existing London Greenwich line to get to London Bridge, which was good for London Greenwich because obviously it was a company that faced debt throughout the entire of its existence. So suddenly it had another more successful line that was at its mercy. So they charged them for the use of the line up to London Bridge and charged them pretty exorbitant rates. Yeah, they weren't very happy about that, I think. 
and at this point you get um, Southeastern Railways come into the picture as well which is pretty much what Southern Railways in its modern incarnation started as they also want to they want to run a line from Dover up to London Bridge and similarly build the line up to a certain point and then have to lease the rest of the line from London to Greenwich Railways so London Greenwich Railways at this point have two other more successful railway companies on the hook and uh, just gouging them to try and cover their debts for a huge, a huge expense of establishing their railway and building the viaduct. The other two companies aren't happy about this, so come up with a um, pretty obvious solution. Merger. Kind of. Yeah, Take they, over. they basically they, they merge their efforts and build a new terminus at Corbett's Lane. Which is... What is that now? That's not in Dayton anymore, is it? No, no. Most of the London to Greenwich Railway doesn't exist. This is part of the reason why we're riding the London to Croydon yeah. today, because the London to Greenwich Railway doesn't exist in the same and there's way. There's a train that's, you know, I mean, the, the line going from London Bridge to Greenwich is following a similar path, but like not, not obviously the same one. Yeah, I mean, you can't. There isn't Corbett's Lane, Bricklayer's Arms, Southwark Park, and Spa Road don't exist as stops no. anymore. And even Greenwich, you know, you go to Mays Hill for yeah. Greenwich, so. You know, London Bridge is London Bridge and Deptford are the only stations on that line that really exist. So the two companies build a new terminus at Bricklayer's Arms, also named after a pub. Right, yeah. And this requires a junction at Corbett's Lane. Originally, it's manned by what they call a policeman, which is essentially a man holding up a flag to indicate where the train is going to go. There's a lot of confusion for passengers who a lot of times wouldn't know until the train got to Corbett's Lane where it was going to end up, where it was going to end up at Pricklayer's Arms. Because there was just a dude with a flag. Yeah. Um, The company also quite dishonestly described Pricklayer's Arms as their West End terminus. (laughs) Which, you know, good. Because if anyone doesn't know this, where Old Kent Road and New Kent Road meet. yeah? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, a man with a flag is seen as an inadequate signalling system. So they develop, uh, create and implement the first signal box. This is London Bridge, So between the London and Greenwich Railway and London and Croydon Railway, we've got the first steam railway in London, the first passenger railway in London, the first elevated railway in the world, the first signal box to control the path of a railway, and the first flyover to carry a railway over another railway. It's not bad, is it? It's pretty good. It's all right. Good job, South London. Isn't sure that you take all your personal belongings with you when leaving the train. Thank you for travelling with South London Hardcore. We hope you had a pleasant journey and look forward to you travelling with us again.